Well, God, the Odyssey lander managed to land on the moon, and, and it was a not a perfect landing, but it was a landing, so hooray. We have the first commercial private enterprise landing on the moon. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Odd, and I am more pissed off about this than anything I have ever been through in my entire life. Uh, Steve, the landing was a success. It was not an unqualified success. That basically managed to get down to the lunar surface, and it, 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 it apparently suffered a roll excursion on the way out, just in the final phase, so we know it's there, we know it's active, we just don't know what the bitch's actual status is. As we record this on Friday morning, we don't have any pictures yet, but I have no doubt that those pictures will be on their way down here any minute just to torment me some more. So what do you think about this idea of a private moon landing and, and the idea that history was made yesterday? And and that the history is not the landing on the moon. It's the fact that we are finally dealing with space as if it actually mattered to us. Um, number one, it's it's the the polar landing thing, which is tough. And only one other country has done it before. And we weren't it. We weren't the first ones there it was India. Uh, that was that was a huge step for them. And I think it was just uh, uh, last year or 2022 that they that they stuck that landing. And, and now we've done it, too. And when I say we, that's that's really out of habit. Um, you know, NASA started as as a national program, right? This was this was a, a national effort. It was a government effort to in, uh, to get into space, to get to the moon, to build the space station. These are all government national things. Uh, but this this is a private company called uh, uh, Ingenuity Solutions. What what's the name of the no, no. Um, um, intuitive uh, machines. Intuitive machines. Thank you. I, I knew it was some cool sounding 21st century. We're going to space kind of name. And, you know, the the progress we're making here in, in setting up actual human settlement on the moon blows me away because you, you look at Apollo 11 and Neil Armstrong, a hotshot uh, pilot or aviator, I guess I should say, uh, sticking that landing with just seconds left of fuel and, you know, just doing it old school, right? You know, a guy and uh, his controls and his instruments and his eyeballs and his skills. Um, this thing, this thing uses like lasers and stuff to, to scope out its landing spot. And if if uh, I understand the, the story I was able to briefly read before we started taping this morning is that it will be able to use, it's the this lander will be able to use those those same guidance lasers to help other ships land even that's right land yes. right next to it very so, close to I mean, it. this this is a big deal in in so many ways and i i lost track of my point which is this it was a private company catching a ride on a rocket from a private company now NASA is providing seed money which which is great and i think this is better than anything NASA has done in the last probably 50 years is it, in prize money let me let me rephrase that aside from our unmanned probes throughout the solar system and beyond this is maybe mm. the best thing nasa has done in the last 50 years is is provided this seed money to get companies going well how can we do this faster cheaper better i know pick two except you know what that was always the joke faster cheaper better pick two except with the seed money that nasa has been putting out there we're getting all three, and it's amazing. Yeah. Scott, one of my favorite parts of this entire story is that uh, the guy who runs uh, Innovative Designs 
uh, innovative machines. Intuitive machines. It's not a very intuitive <laughs> name. You moron. Still cool though. Look into, into that. I can never remember it. But what impressed me was when we did the live launch coverage, or landing coverage yesterday. Uh, I heard the uh, guys talking in the pregame show that um, when it came time to manufacture this, that requires a certain set of skills, doing carbon fiber layup and so on, and um, and that they didn't have enough people to actually construct the vehicle. So what they did was they went to the Brain Trust. They didn't go to Harvard. They didn't go to MIT. They didn't go to Caltech. They went to their local community college and created a program that basically showed you, it was, a, it was a class that showed you how to do things like lay up carbon fiber and all the other things you needed to do in order to manufacture this vehicle. They made a special course for this. And he said that anybody that graduated that course, we hired on the spot. They went to their community college to get the manufacturing skills specifically needed for this lander. I thought that was one of the coolest things about this entire story, frankly. I don't know why. Isn't that cool? That, it's making me cry. I mean, that, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's... Seriously, um, it is. That's amazing. I did not know that. Um, you know, right before the day before um, this lunar landing, I actually in my YouTube uh, feed or whatever this vi uh, video showed up of the Apollo twelve lunar landing, and right. I clicked on it, of course, and I watched and listened to this thing, and they had. Um, like captions on the screen so you could understand what the people were saying on the radio. And it was the most phenomenal thing because it was nonstop data chatter. Like they're constantly saying at what angle they are, at what speed they're descending, yep. how much ground speed and how much descent speed. And they're all the time, they're rattling off these stats going back and forth from the command center, I think in Houston. And, um, and uh, Pete, uh, Conrad, and Alan Bean are, are talking over each other sometimes. But the coolest thing is the whole time they're chattering away at that data and one of those guys at a certain point takes command and is steering the thing. The whole time, one of them is going, holy cow, look at that. We're going to hit it That's right mean. as we planned. You know, he's like, he's, he's just bubbling over with joy. He's like a small child. And he keeps interrupting the data chatter by his ex expressions of exuberance that they are going to hit it right where they thought they were going to hit it. And I just thought all of that took a human hand on the tiller, so to speak, to be able to bring that down, even though all the advanced math and calculations and construction and all that had happened before. This intuitive machines effort, by the way, a Texas company, also based in Houston, um, this is even more phenomenal in a sense because they had to go the final mile without a human hand on the tiller. And so they had to build a machine that would calculate and compensate and adapt as it came in to what it was seeing on the ground. And there was only so much they could guarantee before they launched it. And they had to rely on this, essentially this thinking machine <laughs> to evaluate information as it came in and make adjustments appropriately. Um, and I was at work and I shouldn't say this, but don't tell anybody, but I was at work and I had an earbud in as I do now. And I was listening to the whole process as they as they brought this thing down and then thought they landed it and had to confirm that they landed it and stuff like that and and I'm marveling the whole time I thought holy cow this thing was launched on a private rocket the SpaceX uh, Falcon 9 it was uh, a private lander built by intuitive machines it was largely private cargo that people paid 
to have them go on there. It's only going to be active, I think, for about a week uh, running the experiments that it took up there because then it goes into lunar night (laughs) and it won't be able to function anymore. Um, And I thought, all of this and the, the, the only video they had of what was going on was guys sitting around in what looked like a pretty cool office space, but it, yep. but it was just like an office space. You know, it was like there are guys sitting around essentially with the same kind of computers that we're playing with at work. And, and they, are, they are tracking this landing. They're not steering the ship. And I, it, it made me think of nothing else but what you do as a parent when you do everything you can to build into your child the resilience and the capability and the guidance that will empower him to live a life successfully in the future. And then all you can do is sit back and track it and hope that he sticks the landing. And it was so exciting to hear when they did. The problem with that entire situation was that these poor guys had worked on it for so long and they knew that the vehicle was on the moon. They just didn't know how many pieces it was in. And they had to wait for 15 minutes until the uh, the computer reset itself and reset the radios before they got any kind of a signal. They still don't have the broadband uh, connection to Earth. And as we're doing this damn story, it turns out that we don't have pictures yet, but we might by the time we get it up there. So um, let me tell you why this entire mission makes me so just so damn furious. Uh, in another six weeks or so, I'm going to be 65 years old. And whether I like it or not, that's the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's, that's where we are right now. It's like we are, we're at the beginning of the fourth quarter. In the last seconds of the third quarter of the game, we're going into the fourth quarter. And the reason this thing me off so damn much is because my life was interesting and based on this entire thing up until about 10 or 11 minutes into the first quarter. And then the last five minutes of the first quarter, the entire second quarter and the entire third quarter of the game were wasted by NASA doing nothing but going around and around and around and around and around in the same circle that John Glenn went around in. Then there was a period when we didn't do anything. And now finally, finally, with SpaceX and with these geniuses and innovative machines and all the rest of it, it's starting to get interesting again. Again, this was what my entire life was for, and these bastards have 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 robbed me of 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 half of my life, half of my life. If this had been happening when it was supposed to happen, which would have been maybe eighty one, eighty two, at the absolute end of it, you know, we'd we'd be we'd be a, be where we're supposed to be now, and I'd be able to do this show from orbit. Lunar orbit, but no, 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 no. NASA's job became keeping people out of space. And I will say this, it turned out that the the mechanism that Scott was talking about, the landing mechanism had failed on the mission prior to the descent. And the only reason they made descent was because NASA had an experiment package on LIDAR about using um, a laser to range the surface. So they landed using the backup system. Those are just going to kill me. I swear to God, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's not fair. I want to go to NASA. I'm going to write them. I'm going to write. The, I'm going to write NASA a strongly worded letter, saying that they have wasted the middle part and the better part of my life, and I want those years back. And finally, let me just say this: when these guys who got together in Texas and built a, a lander on the moon using labor from the local community college, when they were waiting for their signal, they're standing around and I thought, I thought these guys look nothing so much like a bunch of guys who are flying a very, very expensive RC airplane, you know, and, 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 and it's not, and it's not responding, you know, they're just, just the exact same kind of look on these guys. But things are starting to get interesting now, folks. Yeah. Now things are starting to get interesting. When space becomes commercial, that means that it is sustainable. If resources flow from the earth out into the 
solar system, then it cannot last forever. But if it turns out that this is initial investment so that eventually the wealth of the, all of the resources of the solar system flood into Earth, then we're going to get the future that is that is everywhere in my entire studio, everything I've got up here, which is all of this future that we were supposed to have, and I'm not going to get to see it because a bunch of at NASA, which used to be my go-to organization, just couldn't move the ball. And I'll close by saying this. After these guys in Texas did this amazing thing, the director of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration came out and read a prepared statement where he talked about how they stuck the landing. They didn't stick the landing. He didn't do anything like He's reading from his teleprompter. We know who he's appointed by because they went to the same eye surgeon to have the <laughs> facelift done. And, and I thought, is it possible, do you think, at any point where we could have somebody in charge of the space program who's younger than, you know, deceased could 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 we have that could we have somebody young in charge of this and they kept talking about the artemis program you know the artemis program we flew an unmanned mission a year ago and we'll fly another one four billion dollars each we'll throw everything away uh and um and we might be on the moon by 2030 it's, it's entirely reasonable get out of the way Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let the guys in the garage do this. They know what they're doing, and they do it better and faster and cheaper than, than, than you guys do. And I am never going to get over how angry I was when I realized that everything that I wanted to see in my life is starting to happen now. Now. And there's not a damn thing I can do about it, near as I can tell. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode of Right Angle.